0: Hello, and welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Seth Bodine.
1: And I'm Isabel Robles. Seth, do you have anything fun on your radar for this week?
0: Actually, I do. I'm going to the Startup Weekend Pitch Workshop tonight.
1: Oh, what's that?
0: So people will be working at Logboat. Brewery, 60 second pitch. Huh. So Elevator is it like pitch. is it
1: like anyone can just enter? I think so. Is it like a competition, like a performance, or like to actually see it happen?
0: Well, they're so they're preparing for Startup Weekend, mm. and it's a kind of a competition with judges who are evaluating your startup idea, and uh, in the end, um, a startup gets they. Win. They win or rec- or recognized, and this this kind of lifts them up to. And there's been some prominent startups in the past that have been part of this weekend, so it's kind of an exciting time.
1: Hmm. So tonight is like a practice for the competition that's taking place in Columbia this weekend.
0: Right. It's it's like a it's a workshop for their mm-hmm. elevator pitch, which uh-huh. is what will happen on Friday
1: night. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Because in the past, they've had some people who've won that actually create real companies, haven't they?
0: Yeah, a few, I think.
2: Hmm.
1: All right. So we should probably get started, though.
0: We should. First, we will hear this week's headlines.
1: Then you'll hear my interview with Cliff Holkamp. He is the co-founder and managing director of Cultivation Capital out of St. Louis.
0: What did you guys talk about?
1: Well, Cultivation Capital is being recognized nationwide as one of the most prominent young venture capital firms. We talked a bit about that and their recent expansion.
0: Great. Uh, look forward to hearing it.
1: And then, of course, you will get our digits, the numbers that matter in Startup News.
0: But first, the headlines.
1: Kansas City-based C2FO is buying its largest competitor in India. C2FO is a financial technology company that created an online marketplace for working capital. It acquired Priority Vendor, India's largest early payment platform. C2FO recently raised $200 million in venture capital.
0: The tech industry contributed $12 billion to the Kansas City economy in 2018. That's according to an annual report from the KC Tech Council. The report found that 1 in 10 people in Kansas City were employed by the tech industry and were paid 90% more than the average state wage. The report points to what it calls a brain gain in Kansas City. That means the city has brought in tech degree graduates from outside the area. The tech industry is projected to bring in more than 13,000 jobs in Missouri by the year 2026.
1: Leaders in St. Louis have formed a group to promote geospatial jobs and training. The group, called GeoFutures, plans to produce a report to promote geospatial job employment. Andy Deering, former CEO of the geospatial firm Boundless, is leading the group. Deering is now the head of his own consulting company.
0: Well, you spoke with Cliff Holkamp this week, right? Can you tell us a little bit about what he does?
1: Yeah, so Cliff is the co-founder and managing director of Cultivation Capital. It's a St. Louis-based venture capital firm that was founded in 2012. They invest in early-stage life science, technology, and ag tech startups in the Midwest.
0: They've expanded recently, right?
1: Yes, they have. So they recently opened up an office in Philadelphia and have a location opening up in Los Angeles within the next month. Here's Cliff with more.
2: We're an early stage venture capital firm uh, based in St. Louis, in downtown St. Louis, and we operate actually 13 different funds in three different verticals. Um, we have um, um, activity in software and IT investments. We uh, work within life science and um, health tech investments. And third, we work within um, ag tech um, uh, investments, agriculture technologies under the brand uh, The Yield Lab. Hmm.
1: So, can you explain to our listeners a little bit about what your role is at Cultivation Capital, what your day to day looks like?
2: Sure. So, I'm one of the original founders of the firm, and I spend my time working within our um, software and IT investments. So, my typical day includes um, taking pitches from entrepreneurs. Um, hearing, uh, uh, you know, about their companies, trying to identify the best investment opportunities, negotiating with entrepreneurs on, on deal terms for making investments. I also work with our uh, existing portfolio companies. I try to help them grow and or try to help them navigate all the obstacles that come, uh, come at them as entrepreneurs and help them be successful. Um, every fund has a different strategy. So um, typically, a uh, given um, entrepreneur would know um, who they wanted to talk to based on on what what type of business they are. But if they're not sure, we would just uh, uh, introduce them to um, uh, to the right people who are uh, who are specialists in the area where their company operates.
1: What was the reasoning behind choosing those three categories um, to invest in? Is there anything notable about those three categories in the Midwest? You would say.
2: There is. So uh, when we started in 2012, there wasn't a single um, technology investment firm located in St. Louis. We had a couple of successful life sciences funds, but there were no um, software or I.T. funds. So really, we were driven by that that, that desire that recognizing that if the Midwest is going to keep pace with the, with innovation, uh, and to be a player in, in, in economic development in the future economy that, that we needed to have local sources of capital to invest in technology companies. So we started in 2012 with our uh, first tech fund with the goal of filling that local gap for uh, technology investment. Um, uh, next year, the more established life science community in St. Louis liked our model and liked what we were doing. And were, uh, we actually had... A lot of requests to um, get involved in the life science space as well so we recruited a group of partners uh, led by bill schmidt who is uh, an experienced executive um, in healthcare space and he built a team of industry experts from healthcare and life science backgrounds entrepreneurs and they um, started our life science funds okay. and um Ag-Tech came later and it was under a, a similar um, recognition that um, agriculture industry is great strength for our region, um, uh, but, and there was an opportunity to add to that strength and, and add the robustness to the ecosystem by having a local venture capital in that space. So we started uh, in, 20, I believe that was 2014, with a uh, early-stage accelerator, um, uh, the ULAB accelerator here in St. Louis, and that has really grown, and now the ULAB operates um, funds in Argentina, In Ireland and Singapore, uh, as well as here in Missouri.
1: So, some of the biggest news for Cultivation Capital lately has been the announcement that you will be expanding. Um, So, I'm curious can you tell me a little bit about how that's going and what the timeline is looking like for those expansions to Philadelphia and LA?
2: Sure. Um, So, um, we have about six months ago, um, we he um, took on a uh, employee um, up in Chicago, and um, he's done a really great job of, of sourcing bills in Chicago and in the upper Midwest and getting um, uh, involved and engaged in, in the entrepreneurial ecosystem up there. And uh, we had some other employees that were interested in some other geographies. So by um, placing small satellite offices in uh, Philadelphia and in L.A., we hope to uh, penetrate different networks of people and different uh uh, networks for um, uh, different entrepreneurial networks to get connected to deal flow uh, in those other markets.
1: What um, is it about those areas that sparked your guys' interest? Is there something specific that's going well there, or does it is it because of a lack of uh, opportunity in the Midwest? What is it about those areas?
2: Uh, well, no, actually, there's been wonderful opportunity in the Midwest and what we found is that there's so much opportunity in areas that are being overlooked by um, traditional venture capital firms on the coast. And and there's a huge concentration of capital in, in the San Francisco Bay area, mm-hmm. as well as New York and Boston. So we are very much trying to look into those regions that uh, are not as crowded and, and don't have that same uh, sense of being overcapitalized. We, we, we try to look for markets that are undercapitalized. And, and um, LA is a great um, jumping point for the Southwest, uh, not just Southern California, but also Arizona and Nevada and, um, and same with Philadelphia for the, uh, for the Mid-Atlantic and Southeast. So those are really just starting points. Um, but for the most part, we, we stay out of the kind of overhyped markets of Northern California and, 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 uh, and the Northeast and are looking to build our networks in, in um, those sometimes overlooked markets. Uh, we already um, have um, our, our office open in Philadelphia and um, we expect um, our person in LA to uh, to be out there full-time next month.
0: Awesome.
1: So then you've had a recent career transition from WashU to being full-time with Cultivation Capital. Um, I was curious if you could tell us a little bit about your reasoning behind doing that and just how the transition has gone.
2: Sure. So yeah, up until uh, just a couple months ago, I actually was juggling two full-time jobs. Um, I was on the faculty at, at the Oldman Business School at Washington University and was uh, managing the entrepreneurship program there. Uh, in addition, I was also a managing partner at Cultivation Capital. So I've been very busy. Um, it, it, it sounds uh, impossible, but nice thing about my role uh, on the WashU faculty is I was clinical faculty and and it was part of my job there to stay engaged and active in industry and stay uh, plugged in to my area of focus, which was entrepreneurship. So for, for a, few, a few years, it worked out very well. I was able to uh, help start and scale cultivation capital while still um, staying engaged and involved at WashU and was able to take all those experiences back into the classroom. But over time, our firm has just gotten too big. many moving pieces and i I found myself needing to uh do some more focus on those
1: from your position at Washu and cultivation capital it sounds like you're someone who has a pretty good idea of what's going on in the entrepreneurial ecosystem you could say of st louis so i'm wondering what do you think has gone well in for entrepreneurs in this last quarter for 2019 and what do you think um, we can anticipate going well or being something to look out for in St. Louis entrepreneurship. Um, next year.
2: Sure. So I think um one of the things that that we have done really well in our region, uh, is is create a community, uh, a community that we have a very um, tight knit relationship between talent and capital, and where uh, entrepreneurs have high visibility. To, um, uh, to sources of talent, sources of capital, and to um, business development opportunities from other corporations and leaders in the community. And so I think that's been a key to our, our rapid growth over the past seven or eight years. Um, and I think that's something that we've definitely continued to see be the case um, in, in the more recent quarters. Um, one of the trends that is both a positive and a negative, to uh, answer your question very directly, is that we are seeing um, more success in uh, later stage entrepreneurs raising larger amounts of capital. We are seeing um, 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 the average round sizes increasing, and we're seeing the amount of capital uh, deployed in St. Louis as well as in other parts of the state increasing. Uh, However, the flip side of that coin is that we don't want to forget that there are earlier stage entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, earlier stage startups that, that still need support. So we don't want the uh, the success of our um, a little bit later stage ventures to um, suck all the capital and all the energy away from those early earlier stage companies. So I think we want to always make sure not to become a victim of our success and not to forget to uh, support and nurture those earlier stage
0: businesses. Now it's time to share our digits.
1: The numbers that matter to you in entrepreneurial news. Seth, what is your digit this week?
0: 2,300. This is the amount of phone booths that have been closed by WeWork. WeWork, the co-working space operator, has closed 2,300 phone booths across 233 locations in the U.S. and Canada due to elevated levels formaldehyde inside the booths. The booths are used as a private place to make calls in the open-concept work environment. It's the latest problem for WeWork, which abandoned plans for initial public offering last month. Isabel, what are your digits?
1: 125. This is the price of a physician's certificate for the use of medical marijuana being offered by the Cannabus. Doctors aboard the Bus have traveled across the state dispensing the certificates, which are needed for residents to get medical marijuana cards. The Bus is backed by Health City MD of Brentwood and CannaBus MD. And to finish out the podcast, we will give you this week's quote for the road.
0: This week, it's from Greg Blome. He is the co-founder of Omega Power Creamer, based in the Kansas City area. Their pitch won the startup a 224-store distribution deal with Walmart. Here's the quote. If you're in a position where you're looking for retail growth, there's definitely a high demand for healthier nutritional beverages and foods right now. It's a good area to be in, and it always helps to get into more places and get more eyes on your product. And that's all for this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Isabel Robles and me, Seth Bodine. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next week.
1: Bye. What's your unreasonable fear?
0: I don't know. Some a silly fear that I have is, is seeing people that I know at grocery stores. Oh yeah. I don't I don't like wanna,
1: your teacher being not a teacher. Yeah.
0: I, no, it's not even that. I just don't want people looking at what, what I'm buying for food. <laughs> what do you I buy? Like, like ramen oh, and applesauce? I don't want people to judge me and be like, oh, he he bought Apple five sauce. more extra paper towels this to <laughs> week. Must be running low. <laughs> <gasps> what?